0: I'm going to you
1: has been recorded at the Vanamali Gita Yogashram, Rishikesh, North India, situated on the bank of the holy river Ganga at the foothills of the Himalayas. This is the eighth talk in the series and is on the seventh chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. It is entitled Jnana Vityana Yoga or the Yoga of Wisdom and realisation.
0: Om Shri Krishna Ya Paramahmane Namaha <coughs> Om Shri Pārta-sārta-ya-na-maha Vibhagavan Vaja Maya Pata Yogam Yujan Madasrayaha Asam Shayam Samasram Mam Yadat Nyanam Teham Savit Nyanam Idam Baksham Yasheshataha Yet Nyatwane Havuyun Yad Nyadavya Manushya nam saus reshu kasjid yadadi siddhaye yadadama visidhanam kasjin maam vidhi tattvadaha bhumira puna lo vayu khammano buddhi revacha aham karaydi yam me bhinna praghdi rashtada apare yamidas vanyam praghdim me param Siva Buddha maha baho ya yedam dayate jagad etadyo nivi bodani aham krisnasya jagada krītśnasya-jagata matta paradaram param nyanyam mai sarvamidam prodam sutre
1: Vira so hamaksu
0: प्रभास्मी teya प्रणव shashi sujayoho
1: pranavas
0: sarvavideshu shabdakhe spaul vishamdrashu punyoganda pradivyam cha te jas Bijam maksarva budhanam vidhip parta sanatanam Buddhi buddhi madamasmi te jas te jas vinamaham Malam balabhatam chaham ka maragha vi varchitam Dharmad viruddho budeshu ka musmi bharadarshabha
2: Ye jayva
0: satvi Matha evetitan vidvi natvaham te shute mai. Trivirguna bhāve
3: bhavae evet
0: sarva midam jagade. na vijanadi mame vyap paramavyayam. Dai mamamaya Māme vāye prabhajyante māyā medāṁ tārāntite namāṁ dushkṛti no mūdha prabhajyante narāda māha māyayā pahdha jñāna āsuraṁ bhāva māśitāha vidhā phajante māṁ janā suvṛti arjuna
2: artoj jnyatuh
0: rakta arthi jnani cha baradarshabha sesa jnani nitya yukta ekabhakti sishye te priyo jnyahino kaktam aham sakyam apriyaha udara sarve evai jnani swatmai va me madam Astidas Sani Yuktatma Mameva Gadim Bahunam Janmanamante Jnana Vanman Prabhadjade
1: Vasudeva
0: Sarvamidi Samahatma Sudurla Baha Kamaisaisai Hridat Jnana Prabhadjante Jnadeva Daha tam tam niya mamasaya prasasya niya dasvaya. yo yo yam yam tanum bhaktā śraddhyārchidu tasya tasya calām śraddhām
2: dāme
0: sataya yuktas tasya rāgana mihade labade catadak kāman maye Antavatu Badam teshaṁ Tatavatias Pameda Sam
1: Devan Devaya
0: Yoyanti Matsha Yanti Mamabi Avyakam Vyakimabanamany Mamabhudyaha Param Bava Mayanandu Mamavya
1: Yamanu Samam
0: Nam Prakasha Sarvasya Yogamaya Samavadaha Mūnoyam nābhijānādi logomāmacam avyayam Vedāham samadīdāni vartamānānica arjuna Bhavishyānica bhūdāni māṁtu vedana kashchana Icchādvesha samuddhenā dvandamohena bharata Sarvabhūdāni sammoham sargeyāntip
3: Jeshamtwandagadam
0: pabam jananam punya karmanam. Sedwandamohanir muksha bhajan jara marana mūkṣāyā mama shitya yadantiye. Tebram madadvidhuktritsnam adhyatmam karma chagilam. Sadibudadhidaibam maam sadiyatnyam chayevidhu. Prayana Kale Pichakam Devithur Yuksha Chetasaha Hari Yom Satsad Vidishri Manthagwajidasu Upanishadsu Dhyamma Vidyayam Yoga Shastri Sri Krishna Arjuna Samvadi Jnana Vidyana Yoga Nama Saptamudhyaya Kīvat-sāṅkham vanya Vanya-mālā-vīrājitam devam Krishnam vanya jagad
1: To Lord Krishna, adorned with the mark the Sri Vatsa, wearing the garland of wild flowers, Vanamala, wielding the conch and discus, to Him who is the preceptor of the universe, I offer my obeisance. From the seventh chapter onwards, there is a distinct change in the tone of the teaching. The first six chapters give us the relation between knowledge and action and the next six up to chapter 12 give us the relationship between knowledge and devotion. The seventh chapter throws open the beautiful mansion of bhakti yoga or the yoga of devotion. The bhakti of the Gita, however, is not blind belief, but is based on an understanding of that to which devotion is to be offered. In fact, the flower of devotion can blossom only when the field of the mind has been tilled with action or karma yoga and moistened with knowledge or jnana yoga that is why such a firm foundation of action rooted in knowledge and done for the sake of that supreme has been firmly planted in us before proceeding to the most misinterpreted yoga of bhakti or devotion. It is to be hoped that by the time we get to the end of the sixth chapter, the individual has become an integrated personality, ready to take the leap into the beyond and comprehend the nature of the universe. From the beginning of this chapter itself, Lord Krishna completely identifies Himself with that Supreme Purishottama and refers to Himself in the first person singular, whereas till now He had only hinted at this identity and stressed the role of individual effort. At the commencement itself, the great master tells Arjuna that by depending on him alone, the entire knowledge of both the transcendental spirit as well as the relative existence would be imparted to him. What better teacher? could Arjuna have than he who was the incarnation of the Purushottama himself. The Divine is inclusive of everything, so if he is known fully, then the world of action and nature will also be known. But man flits from one department of knowledge to another, never seeking for the unity behind. Manushyanaam sahasreshu kastchit yadadi siddhaye yadadamaa bhisiddhanam Veti vetyatvadaha. Barely one in a thousand strives to realise me, and even among those who strive. Rare indeed is the one who knows me truly. People are in search of many satisfactions. The quest for God is not the aim of the ordinary man. And even amongst those who attempt, all may not succeed, for the path of the Spirit is hard in the beginning and the individual filled with egoistic impulses may well give up the quest before the end is reached. He has already declared that those who have integral knowledge of the Divine will automatically know everything since the Divine is inclusive of everything. But since only a few rare souls attain this for the benefit of the rest. The teacher proceeds to paint the picture of the material universe. First of all he makes the differentiation between the two different types of prakriti or nature. The higher and the lower, the spiritual and the phenomenal. By para prakriti is meant the original power or Shakti of the Supreme, which is the womb of all creation. In the next couplet he says, I am the birth of the whole world as well as its dissolution. This means that he is identifying the Purushottama, or Supreme Soul, with Paraprakati, or Higher Nature. The Purushottama and Paraprakati are only two ways of looking at the same reality. There is no division between them as there is in the Sankhya philosophy. The supreme being is infinite consciousness and the supreme nature or prakriti, is the infinity of his will which projects into divine energy resulting in the phenomenal universe. Evolution and birth is the movement of the conscious energy. out of the pure consciousness into the activity of the mutable universe. Dissolution is the withdrawal of that activity by an involution of the energy into the immutable existence of that pure consciousness. The jiva is the individual Spiritual existence of the Supreme Purushottama found in all existences. Therefore, all existences are instinct with the nature of the one indivisible Spirit. It is by this unity that the world is sustained. Yayedam Daryade Jagat. The jiva is thus the soul of the multiplicity which we experience here. This should not be misunderstood to mean that there is a multiplicity of jivas, even though we are apt to use the plural in ordinary parlance. In actuality there is the jiva the Supreme Soul seen in manifold casings. Thus the Lord says that all this is strung on me as pearls on a string. The necklace retains its form only because of the thread on which it is strung. So also they apparently Manifold jivas have reality only because they are upheld by the thread of the Supreme. In fact, all things are initially, ultimately, and in their interim, nothing but the Supreme Spirit. He has already mentioned The two types of nature, the higher and the lower. Paraprakati has already been discussed. Now, what is the lower nature or phenomenal nature? This is composed of the five elementary conditions of material being. Earth, water, fire, air and ether and the three mental conditions of Mind, Intellect and Ego. These eight constitute the lower presidency or the phenomenal nature which we see, which has the three strands of Sattva, Rajas and Tamas intertwining it and colouring all its forms, both mental and physical. With this, the entire creation is composed. Using only the seven basic colours of the spectrum and with the same canvas and brush, the artist proceeds to paint many pictures which are totally different from each other with the seven basic notes the musician produces the most enticing symphonies and melodies using just a few letters of the alphabet the writer expresses an endless variety of thoughts so also The Creator has made this external creation using the eightfold divisions of lower privacy or nature. Beyond this gross nature is His subtle nature on which the universe stands sustained. So one can say that the whole of this interior and exterior creation is made up of just two things, the spirit within and the spirit without, consisting of the eightfold forms of nature. The anger of the angry man, the love of the lover, the agony of the sufferer, the laziness of the idler, the activity of the worker, all these apparent contradictions stem from the same source and are supported by the single consciousness. I am the taste in water and the brightness of the sun and the moon, the brilliance of fire and austerity in aesthetics, the strength of the strong and the intelligence of the intelligent. In each thing we see that he is that which makes them particularly what they are. I am the syllable Om in the Vedas, he says. This basic syllable Om is the foundation of all the potent creative sounds of the revealed word. Om is the one universal formulation of the energy of sound and speech, which contains and releases all the potential spiritual powers in all sounds. So the Lord says, I am the eternal seed in all beings. That force of light and power is the eternal seed from which all other things are only development. This eternal seed is the power of the divine which is cast Into the lower prakriti from which all are born in the phenomenal existence. This seed is what constitutes the swabhava or essential quality in all existences. But the world, deluded by the three gunas of lower nature, does not know me, the supreme spirit, lodged within these perishable forms. Veiled by my yoga maya, I am not perceivable to all. What then is this maya? Maya has been called illusion, but it is an illusion of a particular type. It is that which bewilders our knowledge and creates false values and conceals from us the supreme truth of our existence. But this Maya also is in truth nothing but his power, his art, the skill, of his hand. A musician can make us rise to the heights of ecstasy or drown us in the depths of sorrow by the masterly skill with which he plays his instrument. A poem can shake us from the depths of sorrow to which we have sunk and exalt us To the heights of passion. A sunset can entrance us and the thunderstorms terrify us. The face of our child can fill us with joy and the visage of a villain with disgust. What is this but Maya? What is this but his power? since he has already said that he alone, making use of the eightfold predity, has created all these contradictions. Difficult, nay, impossible is it to overcome my Maya, he says. Is there, then, no hope for man? Is he condemned to revolve everlastingly in the wheel of Maya, now laughing, now crying at the mercy of this relentless drummer who makes us dance to his tune. There is one way out for poor man caught in the grip of this Maya, and that is to catch hold of the drummer himself, the master. The magician who has waved his wand and cast the spell on us. He is the one who has wrought this magic. He is the one who has hypnotized us so that we believe the unreal to be the real and the real to be unreal. We seem to be unwilling participators in this cosmic magic show. So Arjuna, he says, the only way to cross over my Maya, which is so difficult to overcome, is to have recourse to me, who am the master of it. Mamevaye Prabhadyanti, Maya medam tarantite, bhakti, or devotion to the Supreme, is the only means to tear open the cosmic veil of Maya and discover the beauteous face of the magician within. If we have bhakti, we can see the skill of this great artist we can enjoy his creativity without being caught in the web. Enjoy the magic show and go home without weeping for the lady who was soared in half or exulting with the child who was flying in the air. How can the full meaning of this universe be comprehended by the five senses. They are poor narrators at death, and at worst, they distort and delude us. those whose minds and hearts have been blunted by the lure of these senses, who have been completely beguiled by the charms of Maya can never know me, he says. The only way to discover the glory and joy of the universe is through bhakti. The Lord gives us the picture of the four types of devotees, or bhaktas. Our love for God has many motivations. The more perfect the love, the greater the chance of realization. People belong to various categories of evolution, so, so their motives for seeking him will also be different. Chadurvidha Bhajante Mam Jena Sugurbi nojuna arto jnani ca bharadar shabha teshaam jnani nitya yukta ega bhaktir vishishyade priyohi jnani notyartam aham satcha mamapriyad O oh best of Bharatas, there are four types of virtuous men who worship me artha, jitnyasu, artharti and jnani of these four, the Pnani who is ever united with God and has one-pointed devotion to Him, is the best because I am supremely dear to Him and He is indeed dear to me. These four can be called the devotion of the emotional nature the intellectual nature, the practical nature, and the intuitive nature. We will take them one by one. The Artha is the sufferer. When the whole world is happy, when youth, health, and wealth are in their possession, most people do not find it necessary to approach God. But when everything turns against Him, when friends and family have deserted you, when disease and hardship has overtaken you, then man turns to God. This is the first type of devotee described by the Lord, the Artha, who is crying and beating his breast, and running to the Lord because he is surrounded by ill-luck. There are others who turn to God for material prosperity of some kind and still others who seek him for knowledge to satisfy their insatiable curiosity for truth. And finally There are the men of wisdom who ask for nothing from him, not even knowledge, not even freedom from suffering, nay, not even enlightenment. They seek him because they love him. They seek him because their soul thirsts for him. Night and day it will not let them be. Maddened by the force of their desire for him they run after him uncaring of the consequences, uncaring of what the world thinks, blind to the dictates of their body or senses, prepared to sacrifice everything the world holds dear for his sake. Such a devotee is supreme, said the Lord. All four types are approved by him. No one is cast away, but the last is no doubt the best. The first three may be taken as preparatory because he says that it is only at the end of many lifetimes, that one becomes a Bhakta, or the Bhakta with knowledge. But whatever the excuse, it is good to enter the temple of Bhakti. Though in the beginning you may enter with a motive, yet later you will become disinterested. What is wrong if one goes to God in order to allay one's suffering or even in order to get something from him? Who else should the child go to but his father if he has a problem or if he wants something? Rare indeed is it to find a person who approaches God and depends entirely on Him for the fulfilment of even His worldly desires. People approach many Gods, either in the physical world or the transcendental, for the gratification of their desires. The Supreme Godhead within these forms gives them their desires if their faith is strong enough the lord does not scorn those who go to the lesser god for bewildered by his maya the world knows him not as the unborn and the imperishable but the fruits gain from these gods are temporary and it is only the petty intelligence which makes the pursuit of such ends its principle of life. But they who adore the one supreme being, the Godhead within themselves and in all others, are exalted. But the Supreme does not reject all these devotees of imperfect vision. According to their nature, as they approach Him, so He approaches them. Majante Mam Sam These forms of the various gods are a type. Of manifestation through which the imperfect human intelligence can approach him or strive to approach him. These desires for the cessation of suffering, for worldly benefits, for worldly knowledge, etc., are the means by which man turns to him. Only one ingredient is insisted on faith by the force of that faith he gets his desire and that type of spiritual realization for which he is at the moment fitted at last by seeking all his good from the divine he shall at last come to seek, in the Divine, all his Goods. Thus, by spiritual development, devotion becomes one with knowledge. The soul comes to delight in the One God as the Self, and that which exceeds the Self and Nature. He is ever in union with Him. In him is centred all his devotion, this is the whole law of his living and he goes beyond all creeds, religions and rules of conduct. He has no grief or desire, for he possesses all. He has no doubts and misconceptions for all knowledge streams from Him. He loves the Divine perfectly and is loved perfectly in return. This is the Jnana the devotee with knowledge, the seer saint. Only at the end of many existences such a one is born bahunam janmanam ante Mam prabadyade vasudeva sarvamidi samahatma sudhurlabha after many lives of spiritual evolution one acquires wisdom and worships me with the vision that vasudeva alone is all this it is Difficult indeed to find such a great soul. Rare is it to find such a person who perceives everything as Vasudeva the Supreme. The knowledge of the Divine as all things is difficult to attain and rare on earth. The distance between man and God becomes less and less as one rises higher on the spiritual scale and finally the distance gets abolished altogether so that the supreme object for which the devotee is seeking becomes the supreme subject which is his very soul. And the soul of the cosmos. The frightful distance from God gets progressively less as we proceed further until at last the time will come when we see nothing but God, hear nothing but God, know nothing but God, and then we ourselves, the individual would no longer be seen. Such a devotee, Lord Krishna says, is my very self. Sri Ramakrishna describes the state of this devotee who is seeking for God. He compares it to a little sore dog who goes to find out the truth of the ocean. He walks into the ocean and eventually by the time he realizes the truth of the ocean he no longer exists. Other people seize only motives or aspects of the divine nature but this Mahatma or noble soul is in constant union with the Purishotana, and in him the jiva's cosmic existence is fulfilled. This idea of the Gita is slightly different from the usual Vedantic thought. Instead of the total negation of nature, we get a glimpse of a wider evolution self-fulfillment in divine nature. Our first experience is still, even for the Gita, the calm, impersonal, immutable self in whose equality we lose our egoistic personality. But our second vision reveals a living infinite from whom all that we are proceeds and to which all that we are belong. When we attain unity with Him we do not lose ourselves but discover our true self in Him. This is done by a conscious giving of ourselves to Him to Him who is the source of all that we are, we offer all that we are. Knowledge is the first condition of this self-surrender and not blind faith. The Gita insists that the knowledge of the Purushottama is also the perfect knowledge of the Brahman. In case Arjuna mistakes that this would not be so, in the last few verses of the chapter, Lord Krishna says, Those who have recourse to me as their refuge, those who turn to me in their spiritual efforts, come to know that Brahman, and the whole of spiritual nature, and the whole of karma. And because they know me to be the supreme spirit and the all-pervading influence over the field of matter, they will also come to know me at the moment of their death. Buddha Prayana Kale Yukta The expressions "Adibhuda, Adideva and Adiyatna give the essential truth of the manifestation of the Supreme Divine in the cosmos. So the chapter ends with Lord Krishna's assurance to a doubting Arjuna that those who follow this yoga reach the same brahman which the Upanishadic seekers who follow the razor's edge path of knowledge also arrive at. Hari Om Om asado ma sadgamaya
0: tamaso ma jyotirgamaya mrityor ma Om shanti
1: shanti shanti from the unreal lead me to the real From darkness to light, and from death to immortality. Oh, peace, peace, peace.